Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Welcome to another episode of Box Trick. I'm your host, Matt Brady. Joining me, as always, is Thomas the Motos Davis and Alan Thomas. Guys, how you doing today? Great. So far, so good. Okay. What we're going to do today is we're going to be doing something called Steam Spotlight, where we each pick a game or maybe a couple games that are on Steam. Um, can be anything, AAA title, but probably more, I got to say, in the indie realm is what we're looking for. And just kind of talk about it and uh, just see what happens. So I've already spun the wheel of choosing, and Thomas, you get to go first. So I think going to get a different name every time. Yep. Okay. Yep. <laughs> it was the wheel of death last week. Well, you know, wheel, I'll just, I like I just wheel of choosing it. better. Okay, yeah. wheel of choosing. It's a little less uh, final. Yeah. All right. So the game I'm going to go ahead and bring to the table here is a game that is not necessarily a recent game. It is was released in November of 2013. Uh, the game I am talking about is a game called Risk of Rain. It is a run-based action platformer with a lot of kind of randomization in terms of the kind of gear you get throughout the game. It has 12 different characters, a bomb soundtrack, and plenty of levels to, to blitz through. It... It's interesting to me because it was a game that was originally made. It was made by two people, and back in their like college years, uh, they released it in Game Maker and put it through Kickstarter to update it to the latest version, and you know, kind of fix all the issues with it and kind of bring it to the next level. And ended up being a highly successful one. It they were asking for I think what was it? it was like seven thousand or so. Okay. Yeah, like seven thousand dollars. Not a lot. Yeah. Not a lot, but they ended up with thirty thousand. Okay. And this let them get a sweet soundtrack that was produced by uh, Chris Christodoulou, I think his name is, um, who just did a kick-ass job. And they were able to to really iron out a lot of the biggest issues with the game and. Make it look absolutely beautiful. It's done in a not. I wouldn't say it's eight bit. It's definitely just pixel graphics. Yeah, like that is the risk of rain. Is not. It's not eight bit. It's not thirty two bit. It is a ten eighty p game done with pixel art, yeah. and it looks really really good. It's a lot of fun to play, and it has four player co op, so you can go from one to four players, and with twelve different characters, each with their own abilities and ultimate abilities and the yeah. different gear that you can use to, to build them into absolute combat monsters. The game is just a hell of a lot of fun to play through again and again. Yeah. Is it now I'm, I'm watching the trailer and we were talking about it a little bit before we started here. It's uh, somewhat random levels. Yeah. So the way it works is 
outside of, I believe, two different levels, uh, the penultimate and ultimate level, uh, there are two different map, like two different tile sets per level. So you can either start on one map or a different map on your first level and two more maps in a second, two on the third, so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. Um, and then those maps will have, they're, it's not necessarily random. I mean, there, there are specific maps and they are the same map. However, there are two different versions of that usually. Okay. Um, so it's not completely random map wise, but that's more than an, that's honestly more than enough. And you're not really going to be bored of it. Mostly because of the way the game actually brings in enemies in, in combat. So you have four different keys for your abilities kind of plays almost, it has like a setup of a MOBA. Yeah. It's not a MOBA. It does not play that slow. Uh, it is a much faster paced game. Um, but you have four different abilities, including one ultimate power, which you can then upgrade through an item. Um, and as you take time in levels, especially there's three different uh, difficulty levels. You got your your beginner, your normal, and your hard. And then inside the game, there is a scaling rate of difficulty. So the longer you take, the more enemies will spawn, the stronger enemies will spawn. Eventually, bosses will just start spawning. Um and so as you're trying to gear up and kill enemies and earn gold and experience to level up to get your health up and get your damage up and so on and so forth, you also have to be aware of the, the, the clock and rush to the end, kill the boss and get to the next level. Uh, there are, in, in fact, there are times when it's just it's better to run to the end of the map and ignore all the loot than it is to gear up on some like on some runs with some right. characters. Uh, and so it's kind of just a really interesting game to get through. There's a lot of there's a lot of meat to it despite it not necessarily looking super complex. There's a lot there. Yeah. So you uh I'm watching the trailer and it says you get one life. Yeah. It's a roguelike, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I would not I would not call it a roguelike. That is not I would say an accurate term for this game. It is a it's a run-based platformer. Uh but you only live once. You die and you're your event, your or how well you did, and and what you did during your run will kind of give you unlockables or new that characters exactly to play like with. That's <laughs> not what. Well, how would you? It's, characterize it's like it? the. It, I would say. I, I would like, characterize a rogue like like the game Rogue, the original Rogue. Yeah, I think it's 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 in that it's like a it's like a hardcore mode. I mean, I think that there. It, I think it's I fun based. I, I get, Essentially, yeah, you yeah. go until you die, and then you yeah. get unlocks to run your to do your next run. Yeah. I think the term roguelike has become has become like that idea of like a hardcore mode. Um, yeah, permadeath not, with small carryovers to future attempts. Well, okay. Maybe, yeah, except that's not what roguelike originally was at all, and that's kind of why I don't like calling things that a lot of people call roguelikes roguelikes if it's run based it's run based if it's a roguelike it plays like the original rogue which was not run based it was essentially so push forward until you die here's a question though so if you're playing four players and somebody dies does that person like is it just three going forward? so if somebody dies they will come back at the end at the beginning of the next level okay so essentially as long as not everybody dies you can continue forward okay Okay, yeah, because it says that you'll have a different experience every time you play it. Yeah, but how much of that is marketing? I mean, essentially... Well, yeah, I'm just, yeah. 
it, it's run based as long as you're using different characters or you're getting different items because a lot of the items are generated randomly unless you're using a specific artifact which is essentially their way of kind of giving you a little more control over how the game generates things yeah um you're going to be getting a random item every time you open a chest or use a shrine or kill a elite enemy or a boss. You might not, you won't get the same gear every time you may have a completely different build than what you had your previous run. So this this has been in my uh, wish list for a really long time and I've still, I've never purchased it, but I, um, I think that's because I maybe didn't know the depth of it and the like the different it's, things you could do. So I think that this is good to know that there is a lot of depth to what you can yeah. choose and items you can find and things like that. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. on Steam, I mean, the cool the cool thing is on Steam if you haven't bought it yet. Thomas and I were talking about this before. You can actually buy a four pack um, mm-hmm. for thirty bucks. So you essentially get one game for free, and you can give the other three out, which is cool. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it yeah. only you can only do that if you don't have the game yourself. But yeah, it is great if you have a bunch of friends that you want to just kind of give copies to. And frankly, I the game's my wish list on October twenty fourth of two thousand fifteen. So over two years ago, it's been on my wish list. <laughs> Tom, yeah, Tom, like I Tom said, said, it's he, it's not he's, he's a recent game. A bunch of people for Christmas. Oh yeah, it is. It is one of my Christmas games. Like I will buy a bunch of keys of Risk of Rain and just hand them out to people. See, all we got to do is wait um, for Christmas. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I will happily give you guys a couple. I mean, I'm already going to give Matt yeah. one. I'll give you one too. Yeah. Woo. Well, if you, yeah, if you want to buy it for yourself, it's ten bucks, and uh, says right here you can run it on Vista. So you know, <laughs> I don't think you're going to have a difficult time playing it. Uh, look, it's got a lot of positive reviews on Steam. I mean, I'm I just looking at the front page, oh, yeah. and they're all I think it's ninety percent positive. It yeah. is. It's a it's a quality game. There are a couple bugs here and there, but I mean it's made in Game Maker, uh, which at the time was still growing into the competent engine that it is now. Yeah, like I mean I don't know how many people remember the original Game Maker. It wasn't that great of a development engine, but it has been growing and growing and growing. And by the time this release, they were well on their way to becoming what they are now. Um, but yeah, it's. It's a really good game. It's a high quality game for a really cheap price. That was kind of yeah. just a Kickstarter and a college project for two guys, and it's amazing. Popo uh, uh, um, Games, the developers are produced another game that's also yeah. What was that game we were looking at? Uh, Deadbolt. It, Deadbolt. It is yeah. a another two D game, not necessarily an action platformer, but more of kind of a I don't know. I, I would categorized as kind of like a combat puzzle game essentially you're going room to room you're trying to kill enemies and use stealth and try to avoid alerting people or alert people in specific ways to get them to places where they're more easily dispatched and it's really great and they're uh currently working on actually risk of rain 2 which takes the 2d risk of rain to the wide open world of 3d yeah well, how uh, how will that stack up we'll see we'll see but yeah from what their development blog has been showing, it actually looks pretty interesting. But yeah, well, uh, I'm looking at I'm looking at some of the reviews here. I'm going to read read some of the reviews here. Uh, definitely one of my favorite games. The only thing I'd change is the multiplayer aspect. They should add joining through Steam instead of IP. Um, that is one of the issues. Um, uh, somebody else said, literally, my single favorite game ever. Or we'll see when the second game comes out. Pros. 
best game can play multiple times without it getting boring every run is different can play with friends and really not expensive at all cons kind of glitchy no more updates um and it can get laggy if you stack too many atgs really yes it can amazing game (laughs) (laughs) so atgs are essentially a missile that will fire occasionally when you attack yeah and you can stack items so the more items you get in a game so if you get like a bunch of crowbars you can do a shit ton of damage on your first hit uh if you stack a bunch of atgs when you shoot once you have a chance of firing all of those missiles which if you have 20 that's 20 missiles just being launched every time you shoot so that game can become a real mess um i think it's also on i know it's on ps4 um in the sony store um it is on ps4 uh you can get it for ps4 ps vita and linux mac and windows okay wow yeah uh, ps vita would be actually kind of an interesting way to play it because it it, is it so is the runs pretty short so like how long how if you if you played start to finish how long would it take you so run my fastest time has been under 40 minutes okay uh typically a run is going to be anywhere between I've had it been as low as three minutes where I just got right. absolutely ruined and yeah. I've had it go as long as four hours Yeah, where I just kept looping levels and going back to the start because at the end in the penultimate level, you can choose to go back to the first level and run the game again or proceed to the last level. So, Oh, you unlock characters. Okay. I was looking at what the mm-hmm. unlocks are for like what, yeah, what you, you get you, for like beating it. Okay. You unlock characters, you unlock characters and you can unlock also unlock items. So not okay. all of the items in the game will be available to you at the beginning as you complete challenges for the different <laughs> characters. And as you kind of unlock achievements, you will get extra items. Okay. So, okay. Well, all right. Yeah. It's uh 10 bucks. And uh, definitely worth checking out. Uh, I'm gonna have to. Well, I would buy it, but Thomas is buying it for me for Christmas. <laughs> so, okay. Um, I get to go next, and I'm gonna talk about a game called Submerged. So, Submerged came out um, looks like August third, 2015. Um, it is how do I describe this game? It's like an open. I'll use the word open world loosely. Um, it's not really that big of a game, but, uh, it's basically a platformer. Um, like if you kind of think of, it's like a lot of the climbing sections of like Assassin's Creed or like, um, uncharted, uncharted. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's like a, it's like a third person exploration game. Uh, so it's set in this kind of like post-apocalyptic world, um, where you basically are on this boat and you like maneuver around and, um, you like climb up buildings and, you know, find supplies and stuff like that. So the story, uh, it's basically, um, the story is actually really interesting and it's interesting in the way that it's told. So there's no, no real dialogue in the game. Um, it's you, you play this girl. Um, her name is uh, Miku and her like younger, she has a younger brother. His name is like Taku. And essentially he's like injured and you like are going out into this world and you're looking for supplies, like first aid, food, stuff like that. And the whole world is basically, it's flooded and you're like climbing these buildings and it's like really green and blue. And the game, like it looks really good. Um, 
knowing that it's an indie game. I mean, it's not like AAA good, but it looks good knowing like that is what it is. Um, and it has a really cool soundtrack. Um, it reminds me a lot of like the Child of Light soundtrack. It's like very, it's like piano. It's very um, kind of chill. It just like really sets the mood of the game. And it also has really good like lighting effects. Um, I do always find it kind of weird when like you play these these like 3D indie games and you can, I think you can just tell like, the people that worked on it like okay one guy's really good at this thing one guy's really good at this thing and so then other things are kind of left out when it comes to the graphics so like there i think the people were really good at like set design and the people were really good at um lighting but i don't think they were good at character models (laughs) so it's just it's just one of the i guess one of the flaws about i'll say you, you can beat the whole game in about two hours um but uh well anyway the story so one of the things i was the story is told through like little pictures. Um, so they never outright tell you what the story is. Um, but ultimately you kind of find out not to, not to really spoil it here. Um, is that like the world is destroyed. It seems like maybe through like global warming and like, so the world is like flooded. Um, and then like you're, you fled like your, your, like your family because, um, your mom, it seems like died and your dad became like a raging alcoholic and then injured your brother. Uh, so then like, mm. that's like, like, that's why you leave and stuff like that. And then you, when you come to this, the city that it submerged takes place and it's all covered in, um, you know, like greenery and stuff like that. But you run into these creatures, which, um, uh, they almost look like zombies, but they're not really zombies. So they almost look like the things from, Oh, what's that game? Uh, the last of us like the clickers where it's like that kind of like fungi like growing on them. So it's not necessarily like zombies, but it's like that kind of a thing. And um, anyway, so the story is told through these little pictures, which you find and you get for completing steps. And it's just kind of a cool way to cause you to want to explore the world that you're in. Um, so yeah, I think uh, it's 20 bucks. So it's definitely worth checking. It's if you're going to get it, like I would definitely wait for it to go on sale. That's what a lot of the reviews say that it goes on sale for pretty low price. Yeah, it looks. I bought I, it for like two bucks. So it doesn't surprise me that this is a game you would like, Matt, because you really love exploration games. Yep. And yep. this is this seems like it's almost fully explan- exploration. Yeah, yeah from I, what I understand there's no combat in the game, correct? Yeah, yeah. There's no combat. Um, you basically you get a little boat and you like you yeah you just you boat around and you like you you know, climb up towers and you climb up in the city and stuff like that. And it's just really, uh, it's just kind of the, the, the whole thing. Like if you really get it for like two or three bucks, like I do don't spend any more than like seven on this game. Um, I do. It's also on, it's also on PS4. Um, and I think that like, if you get it for like, when I played it for that price and I played through the whole thing in about two, three hours and I collected most everything there was. Yeah. Um, yeah and it's just kind of cool because you can tell like, it's just different, I guess. Um, and when you think about like these indie games, you're like, you know, this was like somebody's vision. And I think that's kind of what I saw more in the game rather than like the game itself being really cool. It just, yeah. So I, uh, I, uh, I'm looking at my steam time here, 2.6 hours played. Huh. And that was just start to finish. Yeah. Start, start to finish. And I did a little bit of collecting. Okay. Um, yeah. I I mean, some of the, some of the reviews here, Again, um, like this guy, this guy uh, gave it a not recommended because because he bought it for the full price and he was like, it's just not worth the price. 
but if I'd bought it for a lower price, um, or here's somebody that liked it, a relaxing game with a beautiful world to explore and a nice soundtrack. There's nothing particularly challenging, just exploring an interesting backstory to uncover along the way. Um, so yeah, uh, IGN gave it like a seven or they gave it like a six point or yeah, 6.8 out of 10 saying submerged is a nonviolent, sometimes beautifully exploration adventure set in a strange, mysterious future. So I think, I think that's actually, that's a really good way to, uh, to explore, to say it. There's really, once you've beaten it, there's really no reason to go back. I'll say like, what's the refund time on steam games? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) You may be able to beat 12 it. 12 hours, I believe. It. It's pretty likely that you could beat it and then get a refund. Yeah. Okay. I, yeah, I didn't even... Let, let's it. not recommend that. Yeah. Hey, I, I mean, it, if you really want an exploration game for a couple hours, but it's not worth 20 bucks. Yeah. I mean... There you go. Just wait for They made see. a game that was short enough to be beat and didn't have any replayability. They've got to expect that'll happen. <laughs> no. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. just absolutely a dick thing to do let's not recommend that shit yeah um yeah you could buy you could buy it and the soundtrack for 30 bucks and that's way way too much <laughs> oh yeah that sounds you can, you can actually just you can actually just buy the soundtrack or you can just go on youtube and listen to it but the soundtrack i will say is really good and for me again like i'm a i'm a sucker for games with like good soundtracks and like decent gameplay so like i had that like as long as the gameplay is like good, um, I think I did. I think I did play it in like two sittings. I think I played like half of it, like on a Friday night, and then woke up and finished it on a Saturday morning. So, again, uh, if you can find it for like five bucks, you know, like you want something to play for the weekend, there you go. So, okay, Alan, what are we talking about? <laughs> Uh, the first one I'm going to do is uh, This War of Mine. And special bonus, it's on sale until the end of this month, November 28th, for $4. Um, and this is about the right price. It's normally a $20 game. Uh, if you paid that much for it and it didn't work out for you, I'd be a little upset. But for 4 bucks, you can pretty much get any game and find some joy in it. Um, this is an ambiance game um the soundtrack the graphics the way that they they designed the way everything looks really plays excellently into the game it's a game you want to sit at your computer with the lights off some headphones on and just listen to it the music and the sound is great um to set it up you're you're you play a group of survivors in a a kind of broken down house in a city that's been at war for some time and you're trying to survive as your you know three survivors as as the war goes on and the people surviving in the city are fighting for supplies so the gameplay consists of two stages a day where you have time to kind of build up things in your house create new supplies um you can rest your people during the day you have to feed them and then a night and during night you choose one character to go and scavenge and your other two can stay back in your house and either sleep or guard the house um you have to you have to build and find weapons food um materials uh drugs band-aids medication uh valuables all these things you can find and you can trade them for the things you might need there's all sorts of different things you can build in your house um, I will say the difficulty level of this game is very high. You're going to die a lot, and you're gonna, what's going to happen is you're going to send someone out 
to scavenge and they're going to die. And then you're only going to have two people and you're probably going to want to quit and restart the game because having two people <laughs> sucks. Um, that's going to happen a lot. I mean, and, and really, if if you're into the the theme of the game, like that's what it's meant to be. You're not in if you are surviving in a city that's at war, you're going to die most of the time. So just you kind of have to just accept that. And if if that sounds like a game for you where you could <clears throat> create your own little story as these characters evolve and there's a bunch of characters to choose from and each, they each kind of have their own unique personalities or like a little bonus they add um something that they're good at. Uh and you can actually even make your own and that's kind of interesting as well. Uh I would say that for $4 this is a steal of a game. It's it's overwhelmingly positively rated on Steam uh, at 95%. The recent rating since it's been on sale is at 91%. It's hugely critically acclaimed, even outside of like the games industry. So like Time Magazine gave it a best games of 2014. Um, like The Guardian, like a bunch of places did articles on it when it came out just because of how kind of gritty it was. And it's a game that, it reaches through just the gaming sphere a little bit. It, it's just how it portrays a situation like that, I think. So uh, I would I would strongly recommend it, even if you don't play it for very long because of how frustrating it could be. You'll enjoy it for, for enough time to just see the world that it creates and uh, it puts you into. Okay. Thomas, I see that it is in your library. Yeah, so... Have you played it or no? I have, and I did not care for it at all. Like, oh, okay. not even like a matter of difficulty. I just, I don't know. That game did not really it's work not, for me. Not and, your kind of game. Well, I mean, I'm okay with that sort of management game. Like, I have, I've played a couple of those ones in, on various different systems before. I'm a big fan of of like sim and management games, but I don't know. There was just something about this war of mine that kind of just turned me off of the game. Yeah. It's very much an attrition game. You're not ever really well, it's succeeding. Not even, it's not even that. Like I've played those sorts of games before, and I'm okay with those sorts of games. I think, I think my biggest problem is that I thought the game was quite a bit heavy-handed with a lot of of its like commentary. Like, okay. there are times when you're just playing it, and I I don't know. I got to a point where there was there was moments in the game where it was like, oh no, soldiers are being terrible and and stuff like that, and like, oh, people are starving and so on and so forth. And it's just like, oh, just let me play the fucking game. Okay. Well, I now own it. I just bought it for four dollars. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> um, I mean, four dollars four dollars is a perfectly acceptable price for that game. Like yeah. the actual gameplay isn't bad. Like. Yeah. Everything like about it said, plays fine, but I can see what you're saying that like it it it's very grim, like it's very bleak. You, you, yeah. you, the sol- you run across soldiers and they're not good guys. Like this isn't yeah. so like, like I, I, it, it feels took, almost like, political too much at times. Yeah, like it's not so much like okay, yeah, that that makes sense. You're in a war zone. You are trying to survive as a civilian in an active war zone. Shit's bad. Like that set makes sense, but there are just times when you're just like okay, you gotta you gotta just lay off just the tiniest little bit like yeah i'm reading i'm reading some i'm reading some of the reviews um some people were playing uh i've seen seems like it's got got really good reviews like you you'd said that Uh, somebody said i've been playing this game for over a year and still enjoy it like been playing it on and off 
Um, people are saying, I've never felt so bad about killing people in my group and losing someone. Um, a negative review, you keep doing the same thing, not worth 20 bucks, but I think you kind of just said that. Um, somebody said, it's really boring, no way to speed it up. Um, but I will say that, I mean, yeah, very positive reviews. Uh, looks, I mean, it's overwhelming, overwhelmingly positive on Steam. It is also made by 11-Bit Studios, uh, the same people who make Anomaly and Anomaly 2. Yep. It was kind of a left out-of-left-field game for them. But, I mean, the game isn't bad. It's just, I don't know. I felt it was kind of heavy-handed at times, and that just kind of turned me off to it. But four bucks is not a price you can argue with. Yeah. Alan, anything left on this you want to talk about? Um. No, I just just like I kind of mentioned, just sit in the dark and enjoy enjoy the sound in the world that it creates for you. It's it is super dark and you're gonna die. Okay, but that's what happens. Yeah, there's yeah there's yeah there's a lot of people saying like oh it's like an interesting commentary on um that's like a lot of the reviews I'm reading. So maybe that's why maybe that's why you're right why it got like Time Magazine. Yeah, I think that's why it kind of left the gaming sphere as far as its reach and people who may have seen it is because it is it isn't it isn't it's not, necessarily it's not just like, a game. Yeah, it's not a war game. It's it's about it's about the people who are living in the war. Right. Uh, which is cool. So Okay, uh do we have does anybody have any any second ones we want to talk about? I know Alan you had one. Yes, I have one for sure. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. I have another one I can speak about. Okay, but. cool. Yeah, well, let's just do two then. We'll just keep yeah. it going. Okay. Why not? Is. Yep. <laughs> are you, you going to spin Alan, the wheel again? No, Alan, you go ahead. Okay, yeah. I will go ahead. We'll, just, we'll, my, snake, we'll snake back. My second one is not on sale, um, and I would preface this by saying wait till it goes on sale, uh, and that is called uh, Battle Brothers. Uh, I got this game when it was in early access and didn't have many features. And I enjoyed it even then just because we all kind of enjoy these kind of games. We've done episodes specifically related to turn-based strategy games. And Battle Brothers is a great uh, turn-based strategy. Um, It's essentially hexagonal. Each unit takes up a hex and you have different units with different equipment and their specialties, like what kind of weapons they have specialized and each one kind of has... So when they level up, they have specific skills. Like, uh, it's rated by stars. So each character has a three, two, and one star skill, and then the rest are plain. And so when they level up, it's a random roll and what they'll improve. And the higher star rating they have, the higher... They're going to get a bonus three, two, or one point to that when you level it up. So um, there's a lot of character change and um, and growth. But also there's tons of different equipment like higher level armor, weapons, things like that. So like at the, at the beginning, your characters are going to die. And when they die, they're dead for good. But when you get towards the end, they'll get better armor and there's more chance that they survive. But essentially you're set in a little sandbox kind of world that's just randomly generated. So each time you play, it's going to be different. And you're a mercenary commander. So this little mercenary troop. You're traveling around to different villages that are in this world and taking some of them are fetch quests, some of them are go here and kill this, some of them are take this, you know, convoy to one place or another. Um, there's also kind of a half of the map that in the beginning of the game you won't explore, but it's filled with um, different types of monsters and monster dens. So they could be orcs or like undead or 
Um, I think there's a couple others. And then there's also end game scenarios. So at a certain point in game, the end game triggers. And there's, I, there's three. One is like a goblin or an orc invasion. And so you've got to find a way to fight them off. And I think, you know, get to uh, stopping them. And there's two others that I can't remember off the top of my head. But um, the strength in this game is really the amount of combat you'll be able to do and the amount of unit customization and just how kind of you get you get kind of interested in your units and you level them up and you like them but you have to be careful and they're gonna die um a lot uh i would say probably in the range of about 15 dollars maybe 20 this is still a worthwhile game you can put a lot of hours into it and you can play it over and over again and there's different end game scenarios to play for um, they've released a free, free DLC, which adds a giant boss fight and, and some new gear you can get from that. Um, and it's out of early access. It was completed earlier this year in March. Uh, the only criticism I would raise of this game is that there, I wish there was more items. Um, they kept everything pretty plain. There's no magic. It's really low fantasy and that there's no, there's no magic. There's no like enchanted equipment. And I felt like they could have, uh, just even expanded on the ability to upgrade or improve equipment would have made the game a lot more interesting just to have more options of equipment. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm looking at some of the reviews and stuff right now. I will say the, like, the, I don't know if I like that they went with like almost like chess pieces. I don't know. I think I kind of dig it. Models, or yeah, I don't know if I don't like it or I do like it. I'm just I'm kind of I'm kind of torn. I guess I guess once I started playing it, I'd really I'd really get into it. Uh, I mean, it definitely it looks interesting. It kind of looks like a a four X like style upper management game, and then when you yeah. actually get into the combat, more like a tactical or a board game. Yeah, yeah. It it uh, it definitely has those two different parts where you're managing a a unit, and you have to pay their upkeep. So you have to keep doing quests and things to make enough money to keep paying their wages because they're all mercenaries. But at the same time, when you get down to the battle of it, it's a, it's a totally different scenario of the battle. There's nighttime battles. There's fog of war in those. There's terrain in the battle. So if, if you're fighting near like a mountain or a hill, there'll be upper, you know, things in art and there's all sorts of advantages to that your archers shoot farther when they're on hills and things like that there's bushes or like overgrowth in the fights where your units are hidden if they move into it and enemy units can be hidden into it um there's different types of weapons so like a unit with with a spear will have totally different combat abilities than a unit with an axe or a sword or a shield or a bow so like one of my favorite tactics is to use spears and set them up in the front line and use spear wall so if any enemies move into combat contact with them you immediately get attack of opportunity and you can take time to pluck away with your archers um low percentage chance of hit so like archery is not overpowered but it is really important that you have it but you're not just going to be mowing everyone down and headshotting everything over and over with your archers like they're going to have a low percentage chance of hit from from range you know so i i would say that it's really well balanced and that there's there's benefits to each type of unit you can't just go full spear because you, enemy units are going to have shields and armor and spears are not strong against those where axes are so like they'll have shields and one of the axe abilities is to break shields and so you kind of well, need an axe guy to, to take down someone with a powerful powerful shield 
Okay, so you've been talking really heavily about the tactical level, but I'm actually curious about the upper level gameplay. Like, what does that look like? Is it more of a a 4X like I kind of suggested there might be, or is it more like you're controlling... Um, You do control the movement and the travel around of your troop. There's no other um, kind of influencing factors. Like, there's no other races or troops that you really interact with. Um, but the villages do have their own small economy styles. When you essentially you're when you visit a village, you're doing a, a one of a few different things or multiple of a few different things. There, you can buy new stuff, you can recruit new soldiers, and there's all sorts of different. When you recruit a soldier um, or a new person, they can start from being as low as like a beggar and being super cheap and having next to no upkeep. They can be as high as being like a veteran warrior who you'd have to pay yeah. a ton of money for and who has a super high upkeep, but comes with full okay. gear. Yeah, each one of them has their own kind of different perk when you get them. So like a beggar has some ability that's related to being a beggar. I can't remember what it is. Or like uh, like a hunter would have skill already with a bow or like um, so, um, but you can buy new items or you take uh take quests and usually they'll have like one to three quests at one to three difficulty levels and right. uh so, you'll so paid. it's less it's less grand strategy and more kind of just upkeep and management of your mercenary company yeah you're not controlling like multiple armies or like a country or you're just you're just your one little mercenary army and you interact with this world i would say Sort of like the first when you first start playing Mountain Blade Warband, you're just kind of the one little unit that runs around. Like you haven't joined anything yet, you haven't taken control of any kingdoms to start um, waging war. You're just kind of like your one little unit. It's kind of like that level of Mountain Blade. Okay. Okay. I'm reading. I'm reading some of the reviews. And first of all, all the reviews on Steam are like crazy long. Like there's not really any short ones. So it's like this guy's, <laughs> this guy's put over a hundred hours into it. He says. Um, I'm just going to read the first paragraph. Uh, when your best soldier is beheaded by an annoying goblin, and it, it, it truly hurts not only because you know you're going to have to replace him with some peasant, uh, but, you, but also because you knew his name, and damn it, he had been with your company <laughs> since the beginning. You know you're playing <laughs> something special. Uh, too long didn't read. Uh, if you like the emotional involvement of games like XCOM, you should definitely give it a shot. It's much simpler in scope, but the mechanics are just as deep. And I've yeah. read a lot of these reviews, and that's kind of... They bring a lot of these reviews bring up XCOM a lot. Yeah, as far as like the percentage chance to hit things like that, there's um, some small cover elements and stuff like that. Yeah, certainly your your I mean your unit becomes pretty special to you. You can have reserves, so like, and they also oh that's one really cool thing is if if they get hurt in the fight, they generally will sustain an injury or at least be fatigued and have to take time to recover, and they can suffer injuries they can be permanent like one guy could get hit and it breaks his arm and his arm never quite heals right so he has a permanent penalty to something or like he could lose an eye and have a permanent penalty to hit or he could take a brain injury and it can kind of make him like a vegetable like there's all sorts of different (laughs) injuries that they can get that don't kill them but hamper them permanently um you can send there's like halls in the towns where you can send them to train and get skills or get more experience there's there's a lot to it it 
I wish there was just a little more. Like it could be one of my favorite games of all time if there were just a little more to it. If they just gone a little more in depth with the character development and the item system. But as it is, like no, I mean, none of those are a complaint. None of those are like this game's not good enough because it doesn't have that. Those are just like if it just had a little more, like it would be ninety to a hundred percent instead of like eighty five percent. You know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm even looking at. I'm even looking at some of the negative. And a lot of them are like, I wish, like the one I'm looking at right now, it's like, I wish I could give a neutral option on Steam. Um, he's like, when this game shines, basically I'm summarizing here, when it shines, it really shines. Um, he says that uh, there's, so the developers have said they have no intention of ever working on this game again beyond bug fixing and balancing. But if they just release DLC, I think they are. So I don't. Yeah, it was, it was, um, it was put out through, uh, early access, as I mentioned, I got it on early access. And so, I mean, they, they spend time building out all the features. And I think their goal was when they finished it. I've, I've seen this criticism a lot is they plan to move on to whatever their next project is. It's a pretty small development group yeah. over hype studios. This is their only game. Okay. So I, I would expect their next game, next game to probably be pretty good. And you can tell that they put time into it. they, um, but I, I could see why. I mean, there's not much for them to add to this. Yeah. Hopefully, their next game, if it's similar style, goes into a little more of the detail that this game could have had if they'd have maybe had that vision from the beginning. Yeah, you know, it's it's just funny because Alan, you said that Submerged is like you're like this is very your type of game, and like that's why I'd like it. And uh, I'm just just this is totally your your kind of oh game. yeah. Like totally just like, just like reading the comments and everything. Like there's a lot of depth customization, like option. Yeah, totally. Totally. Yeah. You're kinda, you're when I saw game. this in early access, like I bought it immediately. Cause I was yeah. like, what? This is amazing. Yeah. yeah. And it is similar to mountain blade Warband, which is a, which is very much my kind of game too. This is, I mean, this doesn't have the third person kind of real time battle that, that that feels like, but this feels I mean, it's a, it's a similar style of game in that you have a unit of troops that you go into these fights. This is just from hexagonal turn-based. Yeah. But, I mean, you're commanding, like, 12... I think it's a little... I think it might be as many as 14 units in each fight on your side. So you've, you'll end up building a pretty big group and fighting a pretty big group of enemies. So the, yeah. the battles can take a good amount of time, and you're... I mean, small mistakes can be costly. It's a difficult game too. And yeah. I like I like difficulty. Like I like the chance that I'll if I screw up, I could lose my guy. Or even just like something bad could happen. And some of the complaints about this game are in that same breath. The same things yeah. you hear about XCOM. Like you're gonna miss when it says you're gonna hit, you know? Yeah. Eighty yeah. percent <laughs> isn't a hundred percent. Right, right. No, yeah, absolutely. I really man, I really like the uh like the worlds just they've drawn. I know they're like pretty basic, but I don't know, I just Something about it. I just, I just, I like the art style of this game. Just look at these screenshots here. So, yeah, okay. It, so, how much, how, what would you say, like, is it, is what, I would what's, say if what's this is price? your kind of game, 30 is not too much because it's very, very replayable. Um, but I, I mean, I would never recommend anyone buy any game on Steam for full price. Yeah. Because it's always going to go down. It's always going to go on sale. There's yeah. uh, um, the chances are you have a hundred games in your library at least, especially if you're listening to video game podcasts. That means you're really <laughs> cool and you yeah. play a lot of games. Yeah. So you probably have games that you could play. Put this in your wish list. You'll get the email notification. It'll go on sale for you know thirty percent off, and it'll be twenty bucks. Yeah. More than worth it. If if you even remotely like turn-based strategy games. 
this game is easily worth 20 bucks, 10 bucks, 15 bucks. It's a steal at 30 bucks. It's still reasonable, but you're going to, you have other things to play. Wait till it goes on sale. Yeah. It kind of reminds me, I know, I know it's like a game, but just in looking at it, it kind of reminds me of the banner saga a little bit. I'm just getting, I don't know why I'm just kind of getting that vibe. The art style is similar, but, um, but it's a different, it's a, they're different games. There's no, there's no, almost no story to this. The story, it's sort of a create your own story game, which is something I really like in games. Like you, you're, you, your own personality is the story. Like whatever, however you want to run your troop. If you want to be a a trader and like go around and buy and sell stuff to make money that way. Or if you want to do missions that are low risk, you can do it that way. If you want to just go out and fight stuff all the time and constantly be training veteran units and lose units and replace. And I mean, you could play it that way. Like it it can be an exploration kind of movement game. It can be a, it can be a combat game. It can be whatever, however you want to kind of build your troop. It takes on your personality. Okay, cool. Okay. Uh, So next is me and I am going to talk about a game called oh god now i forgot what it was no, i'm just joking i'm just joking uh yeah i deck no it's called night terrors uh i just wanted to make sure i was getting it right i just bought it because it came out on halloween um okay so this game is first of all let me just say it's three bucks uh it's it's on steam it is also on nintendo switch which is actually where i have it um it's basically flappy bird meets castlevania um it's you know like an endless runner but um you get you have like a sword so basically you're this knight and you have a sword and you can like when you jump in the air you like have wings that come out and you can fly so that's how you fly through the the, like they're they're like carved tree trunks like like spikes that you have to fly through just like in flappy bird but when enemies come at you you have to attack them you can't let enemies pass you or you um you die so it actually creates a lot of depth to the game just in terms of like an endless runner because you're you're actually want to be f- targeting the enemies and avoiding spikes and things like that on the ground um the really cool thing about this game though i'll say is that it's art style it definitely looks like something that you could have played on sega genesis or super nintendo um I'll go ahead. Where are you going to say something? Yeah, it looks kind of super ghouls and ghostsy a little bit. Yeah, yeah. It, and it has like a really cool chip tune. And so the way it works is, so it's not just like, like, like Flappy Bird and stuff like that. It's just you just play until you end and the difficulty doesn't increase or anything. So the difficulty increases as you earn points. Um, and so there's like levels. So it gets like harder and harder and harder. And as you progress through the game, so you do a run and then you get a high score, you unlock other items and things that will cause you to be able to get further in the game. So items will like drop throughout, um, like hearts will drop and refill your meter, your heart meter, because you can take up to three hits. Um, but you get like a boomerang and axe and some other things. And that'll cause you to be able to attack more enemies, um, which will let you get further in the game. Um, there's also different game types, um, there's one where you have to like be flying the entire time. Um, so you're like constantly tapping the, the button, the fly button. There's only two buttons you need in the game. One is like one is fly and one is attack. Um, <laughs> All right. Yeah. And so it just, it, for three bucks, I'll say this, like I, it's, it is way more fun than I thought it was going to be. Um, like I picked it up, I bought it on switch 
uh, just because I just bought a Switch, and so I'm like, well, I'll just you know go buy some cheap eShop games. Um, but you know, it's also it you run Steam, like it's kind of just like it's three bucks. If you liked Flappy Bird, you'll like this. But even if you like, if you really like that art style, um, it's just I don't know. It's cool. It's interesting. I don't I'm gonna say like from hearing you talk about it, it sounds an awful lot like Punch Quest. Uh, maybe I'm unfamiliar with Punch Quest. It's an endless runner where you run through punching things. You can take a certain number of hits. There's a bunch of different items you collect and kind of buy with coins you get during your run. Well, that sounds a lot like this game, Thomas. So <laughs> it's very possible. So just, just saying, just like the more I hear about, it, I'm like, that sounds a lot like Punch Quest. Yeah, it, yeah, it pretty, like it just came up. There's only, there's actually only two reviews on uh, Steam right now somebody said uh recommend for a three dollar game it's not bad at all awesome music neat art style and graphics simple and hectic especially when you get further in like it's like there's enemies and new enemy types come in as you go through the levels um which is really cool um somebody else said uh fun little runner um from freak zone games i don't know what they've made uh it's from two companies freak zone games and nicalis they're the same people that made like binding of isaac and cave story um, which I know a lot of people are about, um, but it gets, it gets like really difficult, especially then there's like, there's like tougher modes and stuff like that. So looks like freak zone are the people who made the angry video game nerd games. Oh, okay. Yeah. They got a, like a lot of retro style games. It looks like. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it looks, it looks straight out of like the Sega Genesis, uh, just like looking at it. And like, I'll say like, I played flappy bird for like, you know, a weekend, um, you know, like when it came out, I was like, okay, I get it. I get, I get the point. And like Flappy Bird was free. So I was like, okay, whatever. But like, actually like the three bucks I spent on this, I was like, this is fine. Um, cause it's just, I mean, you're, you're not going to like be playing it for like an entire day, but if you're kind of just like looking through your steam library and you're like, well, okay, I'll play this, you know, or you've got like 20 minutes and you're like, well, I'll just play something that I can like, you know, not get super invested in. Um, but I just need something to play for like 20 minutes because you're waiting on something or whatever. This is the, this is definitely the game to check out. So, okay. Uh, Thomas, back to you. Yeah. So the last game I'm going to talk about today is a game called Spaz or Space Pirates and Zombies. So Space Pirates and Zombies is a top-down, uh, really, it's like a space combat game. I kind of would it it feels a lot like a lot of the the top down kind of trading in combat games kind of like a uh, uh, the Fallen London game um which is now currently escaping me because I'm sick and I'm not very all together today. That's okay. Uh Sunless Sea, that's the game the name I'm looking for. If it's essentially a top down game where you're going around you're collecting resources, you're doing missions for factions. Um, there's a lot of ship customization where essentially your mothership enters a system. Uh, this is just the general gameplay loop. Your mothership enters a system. You go out, you do missions to collect uh, resources and level up your, or kind of raise or lower your your reputation with the, ver- the factions in the system, which is usually one to, uh, two to three. Uh, the, the police, the civilians, and then occasionally the mercenary groups who have a pretty interesting couple mechanics to them. And your ultimate goal is to get to the center of the universe. You're, you're starting out at the system or at our, our home system, earth soul, that all that goodness, except 
this the storyline of the game takes place uh, several hundred years after the galactic kind of uh, the galactic government, the UTA, has essentially collapsed on itself. There's a bunch of uprisings, civil wars. The the UTA decided to fight back by closing off all ver- all the various systems because you could only get from system to system using certain jump points. Essentially, giant warp gates placed at the edge of a system to let you access another system. They closed all that off and pretty much has gotten to the point where each system is unable to communicate with the other systems. You can jump between them, but beyond that, there's not really much going on. Mm-hmm. And you start out as a bunch of refugees and pirates out in the soul system building this giant mothership your i your goal is to get to the center of the universe where there so is no supposed no not at all <laughs> so i would really like you not to make that sort of uh comparison because this game <laughs> just, has a lot more things going for I'm, it i'm just joking i'm just joking sorry uh kick your ass no uh so as you're going through this as you're going on this journey to get to the center of the system because there is a supposed mother load of the resource of the universe called res. Uh, essentially the, it gets more and more prevalent as you get further into the galactic core and supposedly the center of the universe has all of it. It's just the magical, wonderful place full of tons and tons of this miraculous material. So as you're going through, you're collecting blueprints, you're upgrading your ships, you're getting new ship designs, you're fighting the UTA or civilians or the mercenaries as you go through. And it's, it's a really neat top down little shooter. Um, a lot of customization. It has a level up system where as you kind of gain experience from killing ships, collecting uh, data, you can then level up different sections. Like you can level up your, your technology level with beam weapons or your shields to give better stats and be able to equip new and better versions of those items to your ships. There's like several different ship classes that you can then produce and you can have several different wingmen with you. So you can essentially create one large ship and then surround yourself with little kind of like fighter ships, which will then go out and attack enemies and that sort of thing. And as you get deeper into the game, uh, you start encountering interesting things. I don't want to spoil too much, but uh, there is... And then what's even more interesting is that there's actually a surprising amount of like depth to that sort of game because there's actually ship-to-ship, uh, like uh, on-ship combat. So essentially you can fire Marines into another ship who will then invade oh, okay. the ship and try to take it. Uh and the same can happen to you. There is all sorts of interesting, like, uh, just, like, drones, there's bombs, there's missiles, there's lasers, there's just guns. Uh, there's a ton of different ships with tons of different hard points and different configurations. Like, it's quite the complex little shooter, and it's a lot of fun. It looks to me, oh, sorry, go ahead, Alan. Uh, have you played the second one? Is it better or worse? So the second one just came out. It is transitioned to 3D. It even has a VR mode, which is kind of hilarious. Um, I haven't played too much, mostly because I've only been able to get into the demo. I don't have 
really okay. the funds to to be picking yeah, up games. Yeah, twenty bucks for that kind of game. Yeah, uh, I will say the price for Space Pirates and Zombies has been worth it. Like, and I bought it. I well, I bought it back when it was higher. Okay, uh, okay. but ten dollars is definitely worth it. You don't. I mean, sale price always get something on sale if you can. But oh, yeah. at ten dollars, it's worth the price of admission. Mm-hmm. So then there's As, another game that's uh, free to play, it looks like, called Endless Sky. Actually, one that's similar that I've had on my wish list. Have you ever played that one? I have, and it's not the same. Okay. I mean, it, it's the same top-down style. Uh, it is not the same feel, because Endless Sky is more of what I would consider to be a combat and trade game, where it's a top-down or third-person game where you're effectively just running missions and there's not a really big overall goal. And no you're story more, necessarily. Yeah. Okay. yeah. You're, you're more worried about economy and kind of discovering small little storylines in the overall game. At least that's been my experience with sunless guy or not sunless guy. That's going to be a different game, but uh endless guy. Okay. Okay. Thomas, did you ever play Armada for the Sega dreamcast? I don't know if it was on anything else. Sega dreamcast. Armada. Uh, with it at all? I'm. If it's the game I'm thinking about, it's like it basically you. It has like levels. Like I mean, there's like levels you do, but it's basically you get a ship and you can fly anywhere in this universe. The further you fly out, the harder and harder it gets. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah okay, oh, yeah, I have okay, played that. So yes. it's kind of similar to that. Um, like gameplay wise. Gameplay wise, yeah. I mean, okay. essentially, you're you're. When you the way it works is that when you, you load into a system, each system has a different zone around the planet, and each of those zones will, will occasionally pop up missions. Like you don't go to a station to collect missions; you just right, open up yeah. the, the the screen, and you'll have various icons like, "Oh, you can do a mission here that will give you reputation with the civilians, but lower reputation with UTA." You can do uh, you can go here because there's a meteor coming through that's going to have a lot of rare like a lot of materials and a lot of rare data that you can then use to level up. Um, and essentially your end goal is just getting to the center of the universe to, to get this mythical mother load, um, as you fight off various factions and eventually the so-called zombies who come into the game. They're not really a secret considering they're in the title, but uh, I don't want to talk too much about them because <laughs> they have they have, they have some pretty cool mechanics themselves. Yeah. And- wow, uh, two thousand two hundred and ten positive reviews, one hundred and sixty eight negative. Uh, and the people who have positive reviews have put in insane amount of hour into it's, this game. It's a pretty open game. Like there okay. is. Let, okay, listen to this one. I bought this game two years ago for two dollars, and I've gotten nearly. 1200 hours out of it my best two dollars i ever yeah no kidding (laughs) yeah and then man the next guy 627 even like 73 82 114 hours wow yeah i haven't put nearly that many uh, that much time into the game i've only put 12 hours in gotten pretty deep and the okay the first negative i once negative one i found says this game is ultra repetitive as you as your challenge what okay first of all this guy needs to learn how to type um yeah if you have bad grammar your negative reviews are void he says but yeah uh, 10 10 bucks is a stretch um i don't know so that's totally agree with that mostly because i recommended ten dollars was good but yeah but but even then it's like 
I mean, so that's the thing is like, so is it a good game or is it the price? Cause sometimes, you know, I mean, that's like, like sometimes it's like, like I got submerged for like three bucks, which is why I'm like, well, I had a decent time with it. Like that's the subjectivity of the steam review system. Exactly. A lot of people yeah. Complain about it. Like there's no neutral it's yes or no. And yeah, I mean, I would certainly like we, like we include in these, like you wouldn't buy necessarily this game for the full price. Like at that point, yeah. it's not recommended. There are but that's not a, a way there are you triple A titles. I wouldn't buy for 60 oh. bucks. Most triple A titles. Oh hell no! For yeah. sixty bucks. I mean, like, I mean, like, there yeah, was it. Remember, uh, Two Human for the Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty. <laughs> I tried like, not I'm, to. I remember. I remember. <laughs> you know, I, I, I think it was when we were, we're maybe we weren't living together, Thomas, but we were living close together. It was when I was in Portland. Yeah, I think the same I bought, same apartment building, wasn't it? Yeah, same apartment. I got it for like five bucks, and I played through it, and I was like. Man, I kind of liked this. Yeah, I think it's because I bought it for five bucks, and yeah. so that's kind of that's kind of the whole point of the Steam Spotlight here is it's kind of like some of the games we're going to bring up, like don't buy at <laughs> the price. First of all, you should, as Alan said, you should never buy a game on Steam at full price because it's always going to go down uh, unless that full price is like a dollar or something. Yeah, under ten, I'd say like ten or under. Go ahead and buy it. Like you're saving five bucks. That's not a big deal. But in the case of like Battle Brothers or the one you brought up, Submerge, like yeah. twenty bucks, thirty bucks, like it's probably going to go on sale for half price, and that means you're saving ten or fifteen bucks. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, there, there's definitely games, though. I I would say that they are worth the full price. There there are some games out there that are absolutely solid. They're perfect little gems. Yeah, and like like a player battleground. Player Unknown's Battlegrounds? Player Unknown's Battlegrounds. Yeah, okay, like thirty bucks. Okay, that's worth it. Wait like, till they fix it. Don't buy it right now. It okay. works fine. Uh, I would go recommend looking at all the negative reviews it's currently undergone. Maybe oh it's, God! <laughs> it's, but anyway, but anyway, you know what I'm saying. Like that's like that's a that's a that's a big game. Like, um, you know, that's like worth it. And so even like games like when they come out, like Metal Gear Solid Five, or you know things like that, like AAA title titles. Okay, more often, a lot of times you're okay buying that at full price. But that's the thing with Steam is you have a lot of indie games and stuff like that. So that's why we're here to sift through it all to tell you guys <laughs> what to get and what not to get and what to get at, at a certain price. So either way, I I'd say Space Pirates and Zombies is easily worth ten. Like honestly ten. it's if you like little play if you like top down shooters and you have an interest in, in kind of like a, the leveling mechanics and, and ship building and kind of like customization the game is worth it like yeah. it is a lot of fun Looks it does get a little repetitive but it's worth it if you just <laughs> play through it yeah um, most games get repetitive uh, yeah it, it ends up being fun and it looks like it has replayability because you could build a different way or like decide different kinds of ships or maybe different ship builds i mean yeah you can just do that on the fly as well like yeah. you can oh, okay uh, so the sequel came out like Yesterday. Yeah, it literally. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Came <laughs> it came out. Yeah, it's, um, yeah. As we're recording this on the tenth, I'll probably have it up on the eleventh. It came out on the seventh, so it's a couple days old. Yep. So, okay. Well, uh, that's our Steam Spotlight. Um, probably going to be doing a lot more of these. So let us know what you think. Um, Alan, where can people find you on the internet? Uh, Talon. Uh, well, Facebook. Alan Thomas. Alan with a Y. You can also. <laughs> Uh, check me out at Portland Dodgeball. That's a YouTube channel. Um, we all have Steam accounts. I guess we could like give out our Steam accounts. Yeah, we could. Um, if you wanted to, ha- if you had any questions about these games or any of them are co-op and maybe you want to play some co-op games, uh, 
T-A-L-L-Y-N-88 is my Steam tag. I'm willing to give that out. Yeah, uh, you can find me pretty much anywhere on the internet at Super Games Roast, including my account. Uh, Thomas, which are you going to give yours out or no? You cannot find me anywhere on the internet because <laughs> I don't do that. <laughs> that that's fine, mate. That's fine. But, uh, it's just you know I don't. No, that's, yeah, you don't. You don't tweet myself and all that stuff. That's no. okay. Yeah. He doesn't uh, like having friends. It's cool. It, well, I have friends. I just don't <laughs> do social media. Hey, that's fine. Um, but friends, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so uh, if you like this, the best way, one of the best ways to help us out is to just give us simply give us a review on iTunes. Um, you know, keep your positive reviews on iTunes and your negative ones on Facebook. Really help us out. So, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, anyway, as uh, it's not dirty at all. <laughs> Shameless. Uh, so yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, as always, guys, thanks for listening. Thank you. Bye.